Ketubot daf lamet gimel. The last thing we were discussing was, according to Ula, a person who is hayav mamon and hayav makot, he has to pay and not get the makot, and he gets it from the gzashava of tahat 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 shirainan ayin tahat ayin. And then we saw, according to Rabbi Yohanan, that if a person is hayav mamon and makot, then he gets makot and not money, and he learns it from. You only mehayev him for one punishment, not two. And the question is, why does Rabbi Yohanan not learn the Gezra Shabbat Ulaf Tahat And originally he said, because otherwise you negate the entire love of Irvata Hotechad Lotegalif. You make him pay, then he doesn't get makot for being with his sister. And the Gemara didn't like that logic. Because then you lose out the makot when wounding a friend, or then you lose out the makot with the idim zomemin when the Torah says straight up. So we ended up explaining that you could say by havel havero if it's not sheve pruta by idim zomemin ben grusha ben halutza. And the Gemara says, yeah, but achoto also you could say by it's a sister over twelve and a half, and you should be mechayev makot. So with that, we are starting lamed gimel amud alif. Seven lines in, in the middle of the line, which says, Amar lach Rabbi Yohanan, the reason I'm not Toresh, that tahat tahat, because hai tahat asher ina mi ba'i lelech de'abayeh. I need it, or I hold, it's, we need that, like Abayeh was Doresh. The Amar Abayeh, Amar Kera, the Pasuk says, that he has to give the 50 kesef tahat asher ina, it's because he made her suffer. Hi, this 50 kesef is tahat asher ina, it's because he made her suffer. Just for that suffering part, Michal de Ika Boshit of God means he also has to pay for the embarrassment, for the damages. Veula, where does he learn that from? No, Nafka Le, he learns that thing that he has to pay yeah, the suffering plus the uh, everything else. Midrava, the Amarava, Amar Kerav, and Atana Isha, Ashokhev Ima, Lavia, Nara, Hamishim Kesev. And there's extra words, Hashokhev Ima. I could have just said, Venatana Ish, Lavia, Nara, what's Hashokhev Ima? The benefit, the enjoyment he had for being with her, that's worth 50 kesef. It shows you that's just for the hanat shechiva, for the enjoyment of being together. But for boshit, embarrassment, and for the damages, he has to pay something else. So that's how he would, that's how Ula would learn it from. Now, before we learned that the whole uh, the limud that Adim Zomemin have to pay and they don't get makot is from uh, the pasuk Yad Beyad, Yad Miyad, they have to give money. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Adim Zomemin, Mamona Mishalmeum, he holds from somewhere else. He holds that they have to pay, they don't get makot. Why? Mishum Delav Bene Hatra'aninu, because you can't warn them, as we're going to explain. And Amarava, Teda, you should just know, Nitru Behu Emat, when would we give them a warning? If we give them a warning before they testify, they can always say, oh, we forgot uh, the, the warning. If we should warn them at that moment while they're giving their testimony, then they're going to back out and not testify. They're going to say, listen, I don't need this trouble. If you guys are suspecting us of lying, you know, I'm getting out of here. If you're going to you're going to warn them after they already testified, well, they already did the isur. Therefore, they get the makot even without a warning. We should warn them right after, meaning within a couple of seconds, the amount it takes to say shalom aleichem, within those couple of seconds, right after they testified, you should be able to. Uh, 
give them a warning, and this way they could go back, meaning a person could always testify within a couple of seconds. If it's within two seconds, he could take it back. So if you give them the warning right away, they could take back. Why don't we give them a warning from the beginning, meaning when they walk into Betin, we give them the regular warning, and at the time, when Rameh Behura Muzeh, and we could just, you know, sign language, or we could just remember what you said before, remember you're under oath, something soft, this way you're not going to scare them, and the other end you make sure they don't forget. But then Hadar Abaye, Abaye said, you know what, never mind, whatever I said, that you have to warn the Aidim Zomimin, that's really not true. Why? Because because if you hold that Aidim Zomimin need a warning, then if that's the case, if you don't warn them, you can't kill them. Could there be something where they wanted to kill this guy without a warning, and now we're going to kill them with a warning? But that's not possible. Because remember, they wanted to kill this guy and they, for doing, let's say, uh, something that's Hayav Sekila on Shabbat. And, and obviously they were going to kill him without a warning because uh, because they're lying. How, how, how could you do the same thing with them? The Pasuk says you have to do to them what they wanted to do to their brother, Veleka, and you don't have that because here you're giving them a warning. Him uh, with, the, with the guy they tried to kill, they never gave him a warning. has a problem with Abayah's logic. Because if that's the case, that the Adim Zomimin, they don't need a warning, so you could do Kashia Zamam. If that's the case, Ben Gerusha or Ben Halutza. If they're coming to say that this Kohen is a fake Kohen, his mother was a divorcee, his mother had got a halutza, and we found out they're liars and they get makot. Their holy mood that they get punished is not from Kashe Zamam. They should need a warning to get the makot. The Gemara answers, Amar Kera, no, the Pasuk says, Mishpat Echad Yelachem, they should have one set of laws, Mishpat Ashaveh Lekulchem, one rule for everyone. And since the majority of Adim Zomimin don't get a warning and they get punished, same thing over here with the Ben Gerusha Ben Halutza, they get punished without a, without a warning. They'll get Makot without a warning. Now, before we were Doresh, that a person who wounds his friend, he has to pay and not get makot from the Pasuk uh, Keni Naten. So, here we're going to give a different uh, source. Rav Shisha Bere de Rav Idi Amar, Chovel Bahaveronami, Mamonami Shalem, Mukad Lolaki, he has to pay and not get makot, Mehacha from the following Pasuk. It says, Vichinatsu, Anashim, two people are fighting, Benagefu, Ishahara, and they hit a woman who is pregnant, Vyatsu, and the children come out. Bamari Bil Azar, Bemasut, Shebemita, Katuv Medaber. We're talking about, not mitzvah, we're talking about matzuta, a, a fight. And we're talking about a fight that someone tried to kill. If there's an ason where the woman died, then you have to give a soul for a soul, meaning the, the person who hit her is hayav mita. And what's going on in that pasuk? If they didn't give him a warning during that fight, why are we killing him for killing that woman? Rather, we have to say we're talking about a case where they warned him. Once we warn him for something strict, like killing someone, then he's already warned for something small, like if he only wounded him, then he has to get makot or he has to pay.
ואמר החמנן, הפסוק says, ולא יהיה אסון אנוש יענש. If there was no אסון, if nobody died, let's say just the, the, the fetus died, then you will punish him. Of course, even though the warning was for makot, meaning the warning was for uh, death, meaning if you kill someone, you're going to die, and if you get wounded, you probably get makot. And we see that just anosh yanesh, you just have to pay. So you see that he has to pay and not get makot. So matkif lara vashir, vashir has a problem. Mimai de mutre davar hamur heve mutre davar kal. Who said that if they warned them that if you kill, you're going to die, is also warned that if you wound someone, you're going to have to pay. Who says that's an automatic? Dilma love. And maybe if when you get warned for something strict, you're not warned automatically for something, the lenient thing. And if the lady didn't die, maybe you're not high have to pay. Maybe you just get my quote and walk out free. And imtim let's say you want to say that if you're warned for the strict thing, you're automatically warned for the lenient thing. You still have a question. Who said that death is worse or more strict than getting makot? Meaning maybe it's the opposite. Dilma Malkut Hamur. Maybe the Makot is the more strict one. The Amarava Il Male Nagdua Hanania Mishael Azaria Palhulet Salma. Rav was known to say that if they hit Hanania Mishael Azaria, they would have bowed down to Abu Dazara. They just threw them in the fire. Okay, they're willing to take that uh, punishment. But if they would have hit them, they made them suffer, they would have bowed down. Meaning, we understand from there that getting Makot is worse than the fire, worse than death. So use that logic over here, and maybe if you warned them for the lenient thing, it's not warned for the strict thing. Wait, you don't have you don't have a differentiation. You don't have a difference between makot uh, where there's a certain amount, thirty nine, no more to. When the government hits someone, makes someone suffer. Over there, there's no end. These guys will hit and hit and hit, and there's no, uh, there's no end to it. Meaning, could be death is worse than the thirty-nine makot of betin, but could be the the suffering of the goyim that's much worse than death of the betin. And not only that, here's another question: Matkiflar of Yaakov minar pekod, nefesh mamash. I understand according to Rabbanan, where when it comes to the Pasuk, where it says, they understand that there's a Hayuv Mita Mamash. And now you could put together, okay, the strict one is death, and uh, the lenient is uh, the wound, and okay, then there's money, okay. But according to Rabbi, who understood the word Nefesh, he's talking about that's money. That the person who wounded, all he has to do is just pay money to the lady who lost her child, doesn't get makot. How they can explain that whole shita according to him? But if that's your pasuk, how you can explain according to the Rabbi that if a person wounds his friend that he has to pay, doesn't get makot because he didn't get warned? Where's the source that if a person wounds his friend, he pays, does not get makot? From the following. If two people are fighting and one knocked out the other, if he got up and nothing happens and he goes back to regular health, fine. Then he gets clean, he doesn't get punished by death. 
And the Gemara asks, does that even make sense? Could you even think, is it even a possibility to say, that this person gets up walking and this guy's going to get killed? That doesn't make sense. How could you even think that? Meaning, how could you let us infer that even? Rather, we have to put the make in jail. If the, the guy dies, then you kill him. And if the guy doesn't die, then you have to pay for everything. And he'll get healed. So again, now, what are we talking about? If they didn't give him a warning before he, he hit the other guy, why are we killing him? We know the rule. You can't punish a person without giving him a warning. Rather, you have to say that they warned him. If they warned him for something strict, then he's also automatically warned for something lenient. So if he just wounds him, then he's hayav makot. Now that he just has to pay, not get makot. And from here I learn that a person who wounds his friend has to pay and not get makot. Ravashe has a question on Rabbi Yaakov from Nahar Pekod. How do we know that if you're warned for something strict, you're warned for something lenient? Maybe you're not automatically warned for something lenient. And if you want to say you, you are warned for something lenient, who says that getting killed is worse than makot? Dilma Malkut Hamur, maybe the Makot is worse. That if if Hanemishel and Azariah got hit, they would have bowed down to the to the statue. Maybe the only reason that they jumped in the fire because it was just death. They weren't scared of death. But suffering, maybe they would have bowed down. So you see, Makot is worse. You don't have a difference between makot that have a uh, have an end, like the forty makot of betin to makot that have no end with, by the goyim. But Matkifla Rav Mori, Rav Mori has a question. Who said that the person over here hit his friend on purpose and if the guy died, he'd be Hayav Mita and Venika Miktala means and if, if the guy got up, then he wouldn't get killed. He's clean from getting killed. Dilma Bishogeg. Maybe that Pasuk is talking about someone who killed someone by mistake. And the reason we put him in jail is to find out if he has to go to Ayir Miklat, Venika. And if the guy gets up and he's not dead, then he's clean. Migalut doesn't have to go to Galut. I think Master has a good point. Kashia, we really have no answer of Rabbi Yaakov from Nahar Pekod, the name of Rabba's uh, source to how do we know that uh, yes, the pay not kemakot. Now, let's go back to how we got here. We said, in our Mishnah, we said a person who is with his sister, that's an Ara, uh, they have a fine. You see that he has to pay and not get uh, makot. On the other hand, we have a Mishnah in Makot that says he does get makot. And Ula explained that our Mishnah that says he has to pay is talking about it when his sister is an Ara, and the Mishnah in Masachet Makot is talking about his sister is a Bogeret. That was at the top of Lamed Bet Amud Aleph. Then in the middle of Lamed Bet Amud Bet, we saw that Rabbi Hanan split it up and said, depends if they give him a warning or not. If they give him a warning, then he gets Makot, and if they didn't give him a warning, he doesn't get Makot. Now, we're going to give a third answer, and that's Resh Lakish. Resh Lakish, Amar Hamani, who's our Mishnah who holds that he has to pay? That's Rabbi Meir He. Rabbi Meir He, the Amar, Loke Um Shalem. It's Rabbi Meir who holds that he has to pay and get Makot. He gets both. 
But the Gemara says, yeah, but if it's Rabbi Meir, then then even if a person's with his daughter who's in Ara, he should also get uh, a kanas. He should also have to pay the fine. But we know later on, on the on Mishnah, that if a person is with his daughter, he does not pay, rather, he just dies. And if you want to push this question away and you want to say, Rabbi Meir has this concept of paying and getting makot. However, he does not have the concept of getting killed and paying, meaning he has double jeopardy in a sense where he could get makot and pay, but not with death and pay. Let's say you want to say that. But didn't we learn this is if someone stole uh, an animal and he slaughtered it, he has to pay four or five times as much. If someone stole, let's say, an ox or a sheep on Shabbat, and he shechted on Shabbat, or he stole it and he slaughtered it for Avodah Zarah, where he's Hayav Mita and he has to pay for it. Same idea, if a person uh, stole a ox that gored three times and you're supposed to kill it, and uh, he, he stole that uh, ox and he shechted it, holds he has to pay four and five times as much meaning he has to pay the fine and you see from the fact that Bimir makes him pay four or five times on shakhting on Shabbat you see that he does have this concept of getting mita um, and making him pay Tikmah explains. No, hi, Tamara. We already said about that. Amar bi Yaakov, Amar bi Yehana, and some say it was Amar bi Yirmiya, Amar bi Shimon ben Lakish. They both said Rabbi Abin, Rabbi Elav, Echol Chaburata, Mishemed, Rabbi Yohanan. Everyone said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. What are we talking about? That's Betoveh. The reason he has to pay and get a mitah is because he had the shechita done by someone else. So that's why he's getting killed and he has to pay. This is the obvious question. How can it be this guy is doing the shahita over this ox for Abu Dazara or for Shabbat? He's doing the surah and the original guy who stole it is Hayav four or five times. How can you say such a thing? The Pasuk says, or he shakted him, or he sold it. How does the mechira happen? It uh, person A giving it to person B. There has to be two people, and that's how uh, the chiyuv comes about. After the same thing with shechita, even if it's done al yadayacher, even if it's done by another party, same idea. He would be hayav. They better be shemayel. they learn it from somewhere else. They have it says utvacha o mecharot. Says the word o. From the word O, oh, the Rabota Shaliyah comes to tell you that if a Shaliyah did it, then the original person who sent them is Hayav the four or five times. The Bechiskiyatana, they learned it from the word Tahat. It says, Hamisha Bakai Shalim Tahat Ashor. From the word Tahat, the Rabota Shaliyah is coming to include even the Shaliyah. If he shakts it, then the, messenger, then the person who sent him is Hayav. But Matkif La Morzutra, Morzutra has a problem. How could you say that he's hayav four or five times if someone else shakted it on Shabbat? Could there be something if he himself did, he would not be hayav. If he shakted this animal on Shabbat, he'd be hayav mita, not hayav the four or five times. But if a shaliyah did it, now he's hayav uh, the four or five times. So the Gemara explains, mishum delo by him, it's not because he's not high of the four or five times. The only reason he doesn't have to pay the four or five times is because he has a bigger problem to deal with. He's Hayav Mita because he shakted on Shabbat. It's not because he's not Hayav, it's just we're going to punch you with the worst thing. 
So like, what is the problem? If you, you, if he sent someone else to do the shechita, then why did Chachamim exempt them from paying the four or five times? So the Gemara concludes, Man Chachamim, who is the Chachamim? It's Rabbi Shimon here. If a shaita does not let you eat it, let's say a person shechted it for Avodah Zarah. Now it's not kosher shaita. It was the best knife, best shohayah, but since it was done for Avodah Zarah, you can't eat it. Therefore, it's not considered a shaita, and therefore you don't have to pay four or five times. Rabbi Shimon, it was said, if someone shechted the mother, then he shechted the child. The, uh, it's uh, and then the let's say the shaita of the mother was no good, then it's okay for him to shach the child because it, it, it will only be asur. The only the isur only comes about is if the fresh shaita was kosher. Same thing over here. If the shaita was not kosher, then he's not hayav four or five times. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve'amen.